Welcome to the day of powerful music uh, and women here at the Lori and Julia show. We just were talking about the new Britney Spears book and we are very delighted. We have Mary Gabriel with us and she's written a book called Madonna, A Rebel Life. And thank you, Mary. And you're in studio, a rare occasion. It's rare for me, too. I have not had. Well, Joe, earlier this morning was my first face to face, and Joe, you too. Yeah. Oh, you name dropper, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. married to your cousin, yeah. That's yeah. Jennifer. Okay, but this is my first in person experience because it's all Zoom these days. It's amazing. So I'm wonderful. I'm so happy to be here with you. We're so happy yeah. to have you. And we were Googling you, Mary. Yes. We knew that you were related to Joe, but we were like, we're going to Google her. And so we see that you've written, you know, uh, other books about really kind of amazing women that Mm -hmm. we don't know about in history. So then out of nowhere, it seems like you do Madonna. Yeah. Why did you pick Madonna? Because you've written... You know, a book about the Cone sisters, mm-hmm. which uh, they were, were they art collectors? Yeah, they were art collectors. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, Jenny Marks. And so yeah, you're yeah. writing about women that we don't know about, but we should know about. Yeah. What made you pick Madonna? Well, the last book was about five women painters who no one knew about, who were very important to their milieu. And uh, when I finished that, it was just so much fun. You know, it was so much fun resurrecting people that you don't know about. And it's fun writing about artists, but I thought if I wrote about painters again, I'd repeat myself. So I came across Madonna's 2016 MTV Women Music, I can never remember the title, Woman of the Year in Music, something sure, like that yes. award. Anyway, award, right. I remember yeah. that. And she remember was that? Prince yes. at, in that too, wasn't she? she no, some, no, no, that was oh, a concert. But this is where okay. she talked, this was after the Trump 2016 election where women, a lot of women felt really raw about Hillary's loss. Mm-hmm. And she gave this speech saying, she, she started out, but she said, you know, I want to tell you, I'm a doormat. You know, and here she was, the most powerful woman in entertainment. And she proceeded to talk about all the misogynistic forces that have been arrayed against her and how difficult her career had been. And, you know, and this was Madonna, who mm-hmm. was invulnerable, who never showed any, mm-hmm. any, you know, she was completely courageous and strong. And she was showing this other side to herself. So I thought, whoa, I don't know anything about this person. So I started reading. And the more I read, the more I realized how important and wonderful she is and so i decided to make her the next subject and i always wrote about unknown women and i leapfrogged to the most well-known woman Woman, in the world right right i mean this seems daunting to me it does it does in your book your book just came out this month and it's madonna a rebel life and it is a lot of pages, yeah. almost as many as um, Barbara Streisand's new memoir is going to be. Hers is slightly longer. Okay, yeah. slightly longer. <laughs> but so this must, I mean, and you split it out by decades yeah. and by, you know, just really you dug into her life. How long did this take you to put together? It was five years. It was five years. I busted through a couple deadlines. I was supposed to, t- it was supposed to be three years, but it was just impossible to stop because there's so much. It was such a much bigger story than I expected. Madonna is going to be grateful to Mary Gabrielle when she does her memoir because you're going to oh, be yeah. able to fill in some of the things that she might not remember. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, have you heard directly or indirectly from Madonna? I tried for five years to you talk did. to her, but okay. it's really? just, it wasn't possible because, you know, she just. Um, She's Madonna. She's Madonna, right. She's, <laughs> at the end of the day, you study her, but at the end of the day, yeah, she yeah. is who she is. She is, she is, she is. So, so anyway, but, um, but you know, I mean, the, the thing is, is that she's she can only write Madonna's story, mm-hmm. you know, what she was feeling. But I can write the story of what we are because of Madonna and how we viewed Madonna and how she impacted us. And, you know, I'm looking at her life from the outside, 
but it's an important view. And it might be interesting to her because she may not realize right. how much she did change the world. She probably has a pretty good inkling, mm-hmm. but, you know, she may not know. Or, or it's, it'll be fun for her to hear other people talk about her. Right. I think. Well, I mean, even in Britney Spears's mm-hmm. book, which is only 288 mm-hmm. pages long, she mentions mm-hmm. Madonna 18 mm. times and said she met her at the very beginning mm-hmm. when her very first album and the Madonna greeted her as an equal and as a friend mm-hmm. and she mentions her 18 times yeah. the importance of Madonna. I think it's one of the really big miss uh one of the one of the things that we le- understand least about Madonna is you know the media creates this competition between her and younger artists. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, you know, um, and that doesn't exist for Madonna. She's not competing with these people at all. As a matter of fact, she goes out of her way to support them, especially when she sees that they're getting in trouble, you know, that the press is is beating them up. And in mm-hmm. fact, you know, when it was happening to Britney Spears, especially during her, her troubled years with mm-hmm. her children and all of that, seven, that's when Madonna came out on stage wearing a t-shirt that said Britney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she said to the media afterwards, she did that intentionally because she knew people would say, why are you wearing that? She said, I want to support her every way I can. She's only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or Gwyneth Paltrow, it's so funny. When she was married, when Madonna was married to Sean Penn, Sean's Penn father was directing a movie that Gwyneth Paltrow was in. And he asked Madonna, would you please call her up and tell her to stop smoking cigarettes? And Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow was 12 years old. So she did. And then years later, when Gwyneth Paltrow was going out with Brad Pitt, and do you remember there was a moment when the paparazzi caught them sunbathing nude in St. Bart's or something like that? And Gwyneth Paltrow was still a young girl, maybe in her early 20s. Madonna saw that. So she called her up and she said, you can handle this. Don't worry. Don't let them get to you. Mm Because she'd been through so much paparazzi horror herself. Right. Or when Ellen DeGeneres came out, wanted to come out, Madonna called her out of the blue and said, you're doing the right thing. You have to be true to yourself. None of this background noise matters. And all of these women had her support. There was never, it was never about competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, Madonna, as you said before, is Madonna. She doesn't need to compete with people. Yeah. She doesn't. It, and I think, um, you know, now we struggle sometimes watching her on Instagram, especially during COVID. And then we saw her body implants and we're like, why are you doing that to yourself? You're Madonna. I mean, it was really kind of a struggle mm-hmm. because. Like you said, she's Madonna. And then suddenly we were like worried about Madonna being Madonna. Yeah. But you know what? She's also a a woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she wakes up in the morning and looks at herself and says, I'm not really thrilled with what I see. And it's her right to change that if she wants to. And we may not want her to. And we may feel betrayed because she did. But. You know, it's her face and her yeah. body and her You're right. This is the You're parasocial right. relationship dilemma that exactly. we have. With exactly. People that we, we think we know. We had this with Lizzo. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've had it with, you know, Brittany. Anyone yep. that you feel like very fond of, then you kind of get upset about yeah. you silly own things. You yeah. own them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell me about, because Rolling Stone did an excerpt mm-hmm. of this from your book mm-hmm. about inside Madonna's legendary vma performance yeah. like a virgin yeah can you talk to us about sure, that of course yeah that was really something because she was you have to realize at that moment she was really no one in the greater scheme of things is this you know, 1984 1984 yeah oh, she'd that. had her first her first album had come out but it didn't really sell that well a couple hundred thousand copies and i people, was one of them that oh my god i love that album so what you know she had she had a few fans but yeah. not anywhere near so it started picking up because the single holiday was released and 
Warner Brothers didn't want to release her next album, which was already done, Like a Virgin. And she really wanted it out there. So she used any performance she could to do to do that song. Mm-hmm. And so she did it at the VMAs, and no one knew what was coming. Previously, let's say, I guess it was several months earlier, she'd been at Studio 54 doing a little performance for a fashion shop in Manhattan called Fiorucci, which is a very cutting... I remember. Oh, we yes. All right, great. So it was very cutting-edge um, boutique. And it was her 15th anniversary. They invited her to perform at Studio 54, and they made a cake, and she got out of the cake, and she rolled out and sang, Everybody... She wanted to recreate that on stage at the VMAs. So she got on a cake, but she was a bride. She was a virgin. Mm-hmm. And everybody from the press accounts that I read, the people in the audience were absolutely stunned watching her come down this cake, start taking off her wedding gown, wedding veil, shaking out her hair, kicking off her shoes, and ultimately rolling around on the floor with her derriere there for all yeah. the world to see. And it was so shocking. People said her career is over. That's it. But in fact, as she would prove time and time and time again, that kind of outrage gets your attention, makes you think. And she was all anybody could talk about at mm-hmm. the end of that performance. And it's still a I performance. Made it through that, the yeah. wilderness. I mean, I can, yeah. I can still see it in oh, my mind. Yeah. We all acted it it's out. It's a fantastic video. And, and, you know, that little clip is on the Internet. And I encourage anybody to look at it because it's great. I mean, she looks great. It is great. It's and any time they do a history of the VMAs, the number one performance that's always pointed yeah. out that changed everything right. going forward was Madonna's was that? that performance. Because that was the first VMA award show. And to get oh, anybody to per- yeah that. to get anybody per- to perform there, MTV had to go on bended knee and say, "Please, please mm-hmm. come." And after that performance, and after the response it got, people wouldn't you know they were begging to be on the stage. So, so it was it was quite a moment, and it really was what made Madonna a superstar. Wow. I I I would agree. I mean, that was everything. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember that mm-hmm. was everything? We can you stay with us? Sure. We are with Mary Gabriel. Her. Amazing. Do we call it a uh, biography? Yeah, we yes. call it biography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Madonna, a rebel life is with us. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, hear more about. And if anyone has any yes. questions, you could call Grant, call Grant and give it to him. And yes. then uh, we can ask Mary this, for you. I mean, you've done all the work. I have. <laughs> you've done all the You're work. You have the facts. You <laughs> have the facts. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is Lori and Julia, my talk. We're yeah. talking with uh, Mary Gabriel, her book, Madonna, a rebel life. Uh, we can't wait to read it. Um, and what was going to be our next question, Julia? Well, I already forgot. Well, I have so many. I know. I, I know. We're talking about Mary and we're talking about what we kind of felt like she, her life changed at some point and it felt like during COVID, you know, we're kind of like, what's going on with Madonna a little bit? And it felt like she's surrounding herself with yes people. And I don't know if that's a true statement or not. Like she's not checking the temperature with other people. Cause like Cher, she never has like share. You're right, Lori. And we always talk about how share is so great at being share mm. and owning share mm. and how Madonna felt like she was trying to be relevant and stay young. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, let me work back. Okay. Yeah. The idea of being relevant and staying young, I don't buy that relevancy thing because mm-hmm. I don't think she needs to be relevant. Right. You know, and I don't think she thinks she needs okay. to be relevant. So I think that's something we impose on her. Fair enough. You know, we're looking at her from the outside. But as far as the being surrounded by yes people, um, I think that started actually in about 2000. Um, 
when she had had her first child, she had Lourdes, and then she did Evita, and she had that great comeback with Ray of Light, mm-hmm. and she met Guy Ritchie. And so everything was just bubbling. I mean, she was in a happy place, like she hadn't been in for, because the start of that decade was sex, erotica, and she was, you know, the queen of darkness. Yeah. For most yep. of, so in about 2000, she was really in a wonderful place. But this relationship with Guy Ritchie was a very, you know, I certainly can't get inside their household to tell you what yeah. was going on. But I can say from what I've read, and and when you can see from looking at her work um, and how she changed, I think that her personal life got so much more complicated and she was so much less free. Even some of the people she worked with um, on concerts earlier in her career and then after Guy Ritchie said, Prior to that, she was one of the crew. She would fly with them. She would be with them. Her whole life was with them. After when she had Rocco and Lourdes and was married to Guy Ritchie, she would fly in separate planes. She would be removed mm-hmm. from, you know, started the creative in bubble. The, the that action. Yeah. Match. yeah. Um, and I think that I, my personal take is that her life was so complicated and she got so much what she called pushback from him that I think she just needed people to say yes to her. I think yeah. she, and even her brother, who she was really close to for 20 years of her professional life, I mean, mm-hmm. 60 years of her life, but 20 years of her yeah. professional life, he said there came a point where even he was shut out because he would challenge her. I mean, it was her little brother. He could say what he wanted, but she didn't want to hear that anymore. She just yeah. couldn't bear it. And so I think that's really what happened. And then it became kind of a habit. You're surrounded by people who say yes, and then they advance, and then they're followed by people who say yes. So... I, I think that's where it went, but I think it's kind of stopped now. And I have to say this, with this latest concert, she's gone back to working with people who she has a really equal and wonderful relationship, like with, with Stuart Price, the musical director of her of her, of her um, show right now. He was the Confessions on a Dance Floor guy who got her out of her shell mm-hmm. when, he, when she was going through a rough patch with Guy Ritchie and after she'd broken, she'd fallen off the horse and... Working with him really made her explode literally with that album. And so she's back with him. So I think I think she's kind of coming out of that again. You know, And it seems a little bit like that because she's been very candid exactly. in her concerts, talking right. in about a personal, personal way, way that she right. never... She hasn't for a while. Yeah, not yeah. for a long time. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's what it is. She's just, she's letting Madonna be Madonna mm-hmm. again. And, and, you know, maybe she's, maybe she's gone through so much... Mm-hmm. Um, recently that she just realizes, you know, life is short yeah, and I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. Was there um, uh, anything really, really surprising to you that you found out in, in doing this book? Because you worked on it for five yeah, years. Yeah. I think maybe the most interesting things for me were was, one, you know, her, the beginning of her artistic career, you know, in lower Manhattan in 79 and early 80s, because I think, a lot of people have the mistaken impression that she is kind of a manufactured pop star. Mm. I mean, people who know, who've know who known her from the beginning don't think that. But from this perspective, they look at her and say, oh, yeah, you know, she's created by Warner Brothers to make a lot of money. Yeah. But I think if people understood that she really came from this artistic community, this really wild avant-garde artistic community of clubs and, you know, crazy nightlife um, and absolute poverty in the late 70s, early 90s, uh, I think they would have a different impression of the artist she is. But the thing that mostly I came away from was just her courage. You mm-hmm. know, that she has gone through 40 years of of risks and um, and 
a, I mean, it's safe. To, it's safe to call it abuse from from a lot of yeah. the press and the yeah. tabloids. And you know, the favorite headline is, you know, what's she doing now? And the verdict is always, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, if it hadn't been, her brother told me that if it hadn't been for her fans, she really couldn't have pulled through. Some of it was so cruel. So I, I think I just came away from the whole thing respecting her as an artist and being amazed by her strength. Yeah. It's, and so Mary, cool. you're you're talking about Mary wrote um, Madonna Rebel Life, and it just came out earlier this month. You're talking about her strength and her courage, and how fans pull th- pull people through, and how women are treated so horribly by the press compared mm-hmm. to how men are. Um, and what they're asked, and artists, yeah. and questions asked, oh. yeah. everything about it. Do you think that um, she's truly happy? Do you think that she longed, because all of her relationships are with people in her 20s, and for some reason we want her to be with someone her age or mm. someone her equal mm. or something, and that's what we want for her, right. which I'm sure is nothing she wants for herself. Right. But do you, Especially after Guy Ritchie. I, you you know, know, that's an interesting perspective, because mm. we were so excited about Guy Ritchie. We thought, oh my gosh, it's an equal. Yeah. So yeah. someone who well, that's what she thought, that's what she thought yeah. too, but yeah. she didn't realize he's a British man of a certain age and era and was going to be very old-fashioned once mm. she became the wife and you're not yeah. the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She was in a manner. She got married in the castle yeah, yeah, twice yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was, a, it was a difficult... I think it was probably a, a real wake-up call for her. And, you know, she... She said that she puts people to not litmus tests, but she kind of watches for signs, you know, especially with men. What are they going to be like? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, she says herself, it's the rare guy. It would take a really highly evolved man to be Mrs. Madonna yep. and be satisfied with that. And she's come to that realization. So, and the, you know, the whole thing about her wanting to be around young people, clubs are where she gets her inspiration. Yeah. You know, that's the palette. She, you know, that's where she finds her paints. You know, yep. that's where she, yep. so the fact that she's out with young people and dancing and stuff, that's what she's always done. That's where she goes for, to get spruced up. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's, shouldn't surprise us. And, um, and she seems to really love being a mom. She does. And so you say, is she happy? I would imagine, I mean, I don't know this, but I, I really think that she's probably as happy now as she has ever been mm-hmm. because she's really fulfilled by the role of mother, really deeply fulfilled. And I think she's really coming to terms with the fact that she is, she's almost like an artist emeritus. Now mm-hmm. she doesn't have to prove anything right, right. to anyone but herself, you know, so that must be a really nice place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, Mary Gabriel, you spent five years researching Madonna and writing about Madonna if you had a chance to have a conversation with Madonna, I'm sure you've been asked this. Um, what would you want to ask her? Oh my God, there's so I would start from scratch and you know go through so many things. But but I'll have to tell you one odd thing. Um, at the beginning of her life, there were moments where she showed up at her dance teacher's studio and said, you know, teach me to teach me to be a ballerina, teach me to be an artist. And she was carrying a big doll, and then she went to New York to Manhattan was dropped off in Times Square by this cab, had never been to, you know, on a plane, never been in a cab. And she had a big doll with her. I want to know what this doll was. Right. Who's the doll? And where, where did it come from and where did it go? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what could she say to you that would make you feel something about We have so little book? time. That's a big answer. No, I just... No, I think I, if she said to me, you know, you got it right, I would be very happy. Oh, okay, yeah, good. that's what I would think too, yeah. you know. Pat, I mean, you're an amazing 
author. This is what you do. You do this. You do amazing work. You're nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a big honor to be on our show. First of all, uh, thank you, Mary, are and you what kidding? you've done. I mean, she she was she's an icon, mm-hmm. and she was us. Is, is, is is us. Yeah. We're going to the concert <laughs> in February. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, and this is just a really tr- big treat for us. Good. Thank you for your time, and we hope Thank you sell you a lot so of books. Thank you so much. It's really been a wo- it's wonderful being here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank and you. are you going to be anywhere else? In the Twin Cities? No. No, just, just my it. mother's. Okay, yeah. just your mother's. <laughs> Mary, we, we'll look forward to it. Madonna, Rebel Life by Mary Gabriel. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, Thank we'll you. be back.